0: Yo guys hey only one more week till Christmas I Santa love Christmas Claus is coming to town. that was the first song that popped in my head the only thing that's gonna stink about when Christmas is over is I can't threaten my three year old anymore <laughs> with Santa's watching you if you want the Galding matchbox shark ship you better behave that's Santa's funny. watching then what am I gonna do Back to the vinegar. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Which it's funny because I started doing the vinegar when he was naughty, and now there's like ten families at his daycare that are like, "You're gonna get the vinegar." That's so funny. It's like filtering. I feel like I you started a thing. I feel like for baby showers, I need to start giving a bottle of vinegar. Oh my god. They're like, "What's this for? Cleaning?" No, back talk is what that's for. (laughs) Mom, it ain't easy. <sighs> no, it's not. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about the murder of 17-year-old Junko Furuta. And I guess we should preface this before we even start with all of these names are Japanese, and neither of us are fluent in Japanese. No. So give not us- only are we not fluent, but we're not... Like Not at all. We haven't dabbled in any way, nope. shape, or form, so we definitely apologize for We're going to butcher the names. Yeah. It's going to be what it is. It's going to be okay. We're very sorry mm. in advance. We're going to try our best. Yes. This story takes place in uh, Tokyo, Japan in 1988 uh, and into 1989. November 25th, 1988, a young man named Miyano and his friend Minato were spending the evening... Uh, running around town planning to rob and rape local women. As... Isn't that great? As this guy, I think, did. Yep. They were part of a local gang that it seems is kind of like a mafia-type situation, yeah. organized crime. Called, what, y- Yakuza? Yep. Right? Yeah. And pe- I mean, it was very well-known. And, and, like, a feared thing. Yeah. People didn't mess with this no. gang. No. And... These guys were, like, low-level peons, but people were, like, still scared of them. They were, yeah, I mean, they were teenagers. Yes. So. They were, like, 16, 17-year-olds. So, 8.30 p.m., they spotted 17-year-old Junko riding her bike home from her part-time job. Uh, Mayano had known Junko for quite some time. They went to school together and he had previously made advances towards her and tried to get her to go out with him and she Mm -hmm. refused. Uh, So they see her and they kind of come up with a plan. Minyato goes up and kicks her off her bike and runs away. So basically makes it seem like it was a random thing. Miano pretended like it was a total coincidence and ran up and offered to help her and walk her home. Like nothing had happened. Just happened to be walking up. He instead walked her to a warehouse and told her about his affiliation with the gang. Uh, he then threatened to kill her and he raped her. He then moved her to a nearby hotel and called his little gang to brag about raping her. And the guys all requested to have a turn at raping her themselves. Aww. And that's the beginning of poor Junko's horrific story. Mm-hmm. They have these, This group of young men, I think there was four of them, had a history of gang rape, and had least had very recently kidnapped and raped another young girl, so this was not anything new to them. Uh, 3 a.m., they took Junco to a nearby park and threatened her, claiming they knew where she lived, they would kill her family if they ran away. This is where they met up with the rest of the gang. They then took her to Minato's house, which is the one who kicked her off of her bike, and gang raped her well into the night. Uh... November 27th of 1988, Junko's parents reported her missing. So this was kind of blasted out on the news. Um, Word gets around in these small communities. And that led the boys to letting her call her parents. They made her say that she ran away. She was at her friend's house. Don't call the cops anymore. Uh, When Minato's parents were around, the gang claimed that she was one of their girlfriends. And then eventually they realized that his parents were cool and weren't going to say anything, so they dropped the disguise. Yeah. And the parents fully knew what was going on that's, in their home. Yeah, like, they definitely knew what was happening. And I, and I mean, after they, after she would called her parents, too, didn't the search kind of stop? Yeah, basically, I mean just, which, like, her parents, I don't know if. I think they kept. Yeah, but there was nothing they could do. Mm-hmm. She was 17 years old, said she ran away. So poor Junko was held captive for 44 days and was gang-raped and tortured. And, like, 44 days is just such a long time. 44 days. For all the stuff that she endured. Four of the men raped her over 400 times in that (sighs) 44-day span. And there was, like, hundreds of men. Yes, like... A hundred men in and out. Like I can't believe what kind of like I can't even mm-hmm. wrap my head around this type of like gang or whatever it was. it there's just like this isn't probably normal. Like they just mm-hmm. are coming in here and not thinking anything of it. in addition to the massive amounts of gang rape, they she was also beaten, starved, hung from the ceiling, used as a punching bag, dropped they dropped barbells on her on stomach. stomach. Forced her to eat live cockroaches, made her drink her own urine, and she was forced to perform sexual acts on herself for the men. Yeah. And then, yeah, she was raped and also, like, raped with foreign objects. Yes. Lots of, lots of that. I mean, there's, like, other things, too. Some of it I even wrote down and I don't want to yep. say. And, like, it's... It's kind of along the Ryan's lines of the Robert Bradella thing. We're just gonna... It's just <laughs> really too bad. Yeah. I don't want to even talk about this girl. Yep. like...
1: Um, So one
0: of the men that had taken part in the gang rape had felt guilty about raping her and told his brother. His brother then told his parents, who told the police. So officers went and checked out the house um, 16 days into Junko's torture and were told basically there's no woman in the house. Feel free to come search if you want. And the officers left. (sighs) No. So like so close. She could have. Yeah, she could have. I mean, obviously, sixteen days, mm-hmm. like a third of what she went through. Yeah, and she could have made it out alive. <clears throat> um. So we talked about foreign objects. They also burned her with cidra- cigarettes and lighters. They kept her in a freezer. Yep. for hours at a time. Burned her eyelids with hot wax. They mm-hmm. tore off one of her. Um, nipples with oh. the pliers i know like like at, i mean at one point towards the end like she couldn't even like all her internal organs were so badly damaged mm. like her brain had swollen or shrunk i can't remember like yep. her brain wasn't functioning like she could she couldn't even move or walk yep. like her hands and feet and not and they like was. laughed about it it took her over an hour to get down to the bathroom one time yeah and they like thought it was hilarious. I just, oof, and these sick. kids are like 16, 17 yeah, years old. Yeah, they're like the same age as she is. So in December, she attempted to call police and they found out. So, as punishment, her legs were doused in lighter fluid and set on fire. Hmm. And a large bottle was used as a foreign object. We'll just hmm. leave it as know. that. Yeah. This caused her body to go into convulsions. The guys thought that they she was faking, so they set her on fire again. Just My to gosh. So amazingly, she survived all these injuries. But this was the time that she was so severely injured, it took her over an hour to drag herself down to the bathroom. She repeatedly told the guys to kill her and get it over with. And <laughs> for this, she was punished, and they made her sleep outside in the winter like, tied her up and made her sleep outside. And then she was also locked in the freezer and at this time her body was basically shutting down and she was unable to drink or eat anything without throwing up and every time she threw up she would get beat even more so it was an endless just a cycle of awfulness she was so severely beaten her face was unrecognizable she was very crippled and had a rotting smell from the beating because she had so many infected wounds oh my gosh so this caused the guys to lose interest in her, and they kidnapped an y- another young woman to gang rape instead because oh, she great. smelled bad, so we're over oh it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, bad. Uh, January 4th, 1989, she was playing a game of Mayhong with the uh, guys, which is a card game. I don't know if any of you guys have ever played it on your computer, which she won, which it's like it's How her just, like, sticking it to them, I, I feel know. like. And that's a pretty, like, in-depth, like, for how much it's she a strategy. was strategy, yeah, like for how much her she was so like mm-hmm. so, like her, I mean her mind was still there. Yeah. Sad. Oof. They were so mad that she won that she was beaten with a barbell, kicked, punched, and burned with hot candles on her eyelids. And they would like repeatedly hold like a lighter up to her eyelids, oh like my oh gosh. my god, it just gives me the creeps. Like, how do you, I mean, how are so many people, like, Mm -hmm. so bad? Like, how are you so inherently bad? And so, eventually, from this beating, she went into convulsions, and she was beating so badly and had pus coming from so many wounds that they put plastic bags on their hands to handle her because it was just too disgusting for them. Uh, They continued to beat her and set her on fire with lighter fluid. And this is the day that Junko finally succumbed to her injuries and died, January 4th, 1989. They were afraid of getting caught for the murder, so they wrapped her in blankets, put her in a 55-gallon drum, and filled it with concrete and disposed of of her body on a concrete truck. She was found to be pregnant, even though basically all of her internal organs had been smashed to smithereens. (laughs) <laughs> including her sexual organs we won't get into that but it was amazing that she had even managed to become pregnant oh gosh. so once they find her body um a few of the men were identified through dna and were charged with rape and actually how they <coughs> found her body was millano which was the one that had initially made the advances towards her and she wasn't interested and another one of his friends were arrested for a gang rape of another woman that they had committed earlier in the year. Yeah, and didn't they like assume that mm-hmm. they assumed wrong about yep. which woman it was and so they confessed to it. Yep. So while they were being questioned, police kinda led Mayano to believe that he was being questioned about her murder. He then confessed and told them where to find the body. So okay. this led to four other men being arrested for the murder and because of their age, their identities were originally sealed. Because they were so young. Because they. I like. I don't they were care if you are doing these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Plaster your name and yep. your face all over. You are a terrible person. Which is basically what journalists did. Like they still found out their identities. Good. They stated that they didn't deserve anani- anonymity, <laughs> given the severity of their acts. Which one hundred percent. Yeah. Eventually, all four of the men pled guilty to committing bodily injury that resulted in death. They would not plead guilty to murder like you literally tortured and murdered for over a month yes like so deliberately yes that's the worst and get part. this the parents and brother of uh, minato which is the f- house that they were at his parents and brother were never charged even though they even knew. though they were like not willing participants, but they hid everything. They basically. knew she was mm-hmm. being held captive and didn't do it. And anything like you can't it. tell me you don't know what's going on. And it was at on. their house. Like these, I mean, they were juveniles. They said that it's like they own this house, they which need supposedly to be the parents were scared because they were part of the gang. Sure, that's what. But every- still, like you literally are listening to a poor girl being tortured. Yeah, in your home. So. Miyano, who was the leader of the crime, was 18 at the time of sentencing, was sentenced to 17 years in prison. So he he appealed his sentence, and he was actually given an additional three years, so up to 20 years, which is the second highest sentence in Japan. The highest sentence you can have is life in prison, and he was given 17 years. And his mother supposedly sent... Junco's family, four hundred the equivalent of $425,000 after she sold her house. Oh, man. He was denied parole in 2004, and um, after that was released for his 17 years, so that would end up being the early 2000s, mid-2000s. 2000- or through 2013, he was rearrested for fraud and was released again, so oh he's still at his... Well, of course, mm-hmm. and he's just going to hurt more people. Yep. Well, the other three boys only served eight years yep. in jail. Like, they're all out of jail. So, Minato, or Minato, the one where it was his house that they were um, committing the crime, was 16 at the time of the murder. He originally had a four- to six-year sentence, and he appealed his and was sentenced to five to nine years. So, all these boys keep appealing, yeah, and they're and just getting worse. the judge is worse. like, yeah, no. Uh, upon Minato's release, he was sent to live with his mother, and he hasn't worked or done anything since. Wow, so cool. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, Sushi waten, Be totally butchered. Like I said, seventeen at seventeen at the time of the murder. Originally sentenced to three to four years, was updated to five to seven years after his appeal. So these guys are just not learning I from know, the but others' like, mistakes. Still not enough. Hmm. So after he was released, he married a Romanian woman, and there's not really much more known about him. So you just hope that he got on a semi-normal path. Uh, So the worst one is Joe Yagira, and he's also known by another name, a longer, way more complex Japanese name, so we're just going to stick with this, was 17 at the time of the murder and served eight years in juvenile prison. He is said to, after his release, have bragged about his part in the torture and murder. Uh, in July 2004, he was arrested for assaulting one of his friends because he thought the friend was screwing around with his girlfriend and had told the friend that he had killed before and he would do it again if wow. he had to. so like, mm-hmm. no regrets, no remorse, like, no. So for that assault, he was sentenced to seven years and he is now released and... Living his life. The interesting part is that his mom vandalized Junko's grave because she ruined her son's life. What? That is like so demented. So sick in the head. Yeah, holy cow. That is unbelievable. And Joe Yagura's father had also saved up a savings account to donate to Junko's family. And Joe spent it all on luxury items. Of course. So, he's the worst one in my book. Like, I mean, they're all terrible, but, like, you're bragging about it, and, you're, and your, your mom is vandalizing is, her grave because yeah. June Cole ruined your life. Like, oh, did she? Just <laughs> going about her own business and being tortured. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. And the saddest part about this is, is at day 16, there was police that could have searched the house and, like, literally cut her time of torture in Third. Yep, and saved her life. And saved her life, and basically just took the word for it. And I know. I think that's they did get fired though. Oh, good. Which I mean, thank God if you don't get fired for that. What are you? Exactly. That is like the worst part about this. Like I get it's a, you know, it's this organized crime gang, but like so many people just seem to like know about it, it or yep, or have an inkling about it, and just Mm -hmm. not really. So sad. Mm Mhm. This one's icky. It is icky. It's one of those ones that when we're done talking about it, it's like, okay, and now I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I just... I just feel bad for this poor girl. Poor girl. Family. 17 years old. Was a good kid. Had a part-time job. Yeah. She was, like, set to... Like, I don't know what her job was, but it said she was, like, gonna, gonna graduate and get job. a full-time job. Yep. yeah They did, um give her an honorary diploma and like yeah. they gave her the uniform for, for her the full time employee yeah. yeah and that at was buried funeral. with her actually mm-hmm. so a little bit of I don't even want to say positive no, because it's not positive not at all. but it's kind of a little yes back. and this has become like a big a big case over in Japan like it's talked about a lot there's movies about it there's books about it it's yeah. a really big thing over and it, there and and i mean it even made like Nash got national attention yeah, too in the '80s, so that's yeah. pretty. So that's about it for this one, guys. Mm-hmm. When we come at you next week, it's going to be Christmas, and we're going to have a special Christmas episode for you. Be dun, sure to dun, tune in; it's going to be good ones. Okay, come with your eggnog, be ready. Oh yes, cheers! <laughs> but until then, stay safe and lock your, your freaking, freaking doors. doors. Bye. Bye.